Hi, I'm Manu Ntereme, Ichad from Star Trek Voyager and the soon-to-be Star Trek Renegades. I have a bowl of banana pudding in my underpants, and I like rubbing caramel on my nipples. And you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye bye Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. It is TalkAss 205 tonight. In the 3D. Halloween 2013, deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 20 promenade, adjacent to the Buffy Summer slip and slide across the corridor from Limping Tim's Galactic Goose Jerky Shack. I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are the usual suspects. We actually have the whole cast here tonight, and I am pleased as punch to introduce, from the Revere Time Vortex, our violent soundboard vixen, president of technicalness, sometimes level-headed, oft-times outspoken, occasionally awesome, potentially acerbic, Kriana, to answer the question, because it's Halloween tonight, what's in your mouth? It is a cherry-flavored Tootsie Roll. Ooh. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and many of us will be sugar-high tonight. The rest of us will be liberally drunk. <laughs> or both! Or both. <laughs> From the stacks of her personal silence zone in the Dank Dungeon Reading Room, staff writer for Robot Weekly E-Zine. She's got books and cats that may or may not be mechanical, and when she remembers to unmute herself, she can be both interesting and verbose. It is the Zombrarian. What's in your mouth? Well, nothing. I can tell you it's not in my mouth, Dome. Okay. Poisoned what's... candy or razor blades. <laughs> because there have only been in the history of Halloween two cases of kids getting poisoned Halloween candy and in both cases it was their parents. Oh good lord. So <laughs> kids brought to you by take Snopes. candy from strangers but not from your not mom. Yet. <laughs> from the Forkala Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, our ginger ingenue, the woman best remembered as choreographer in Dirty Dancing Zombie Jamboree, our very own dust bunny in the cleaning room of horror, it is the dead redhead. What's in your mouth? Well, as a dead redhead, I would usually say entrails, but I'll go for the Reese's Cups instead. Uh-huh. With me, it's apple wine, but... That's what I'm saying. That's all. <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like we should be on Snopes and just interject fun facts. <laughs> Which is what I believe Zopperi just did. <laughs> anyway, joining us today are there's nothing better than a good scarier than hell horror story on Halloween night. And joining us tonight are three scarier than hell writers from the New England Horror Writers Association. Tracy Carboni, Rob Smales, and Scott Godsword. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Oh, come on. That was that was goddamn close. No. 
It wasn't that close. Sorry. You got mine. That's all I'm happy about. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dome, 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 dome. And they'll be talking about their books, their magazines, their personal appearances, where they're going to be, uh, uh, and, and stuff like that. In the second half of the show, when we get down and scary. Meanwhile, it's been a fairly bizarrely quiet week for Halloween week in the genre. There hasn't been a hell of a lot going on. Which is, now we can talk about the fact that Amityville Horror is not based on a true story. Thank you, Snopes.com! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that. Oh, by the way, Cam would like us to know that he has pixie sticks and that we should fear his sugar high. Uh, yeah, from the peanut gallery, Cam joins pixie. us. With... You go, <laughs> Cam. From now on, we're going to have to include the peanut gallery in our opening. I, I just don't see any way around that anymore. True. Uh, well, you know, uh, Mike from uh, uh, Zcon was supposed to be here last week and, and kind of missed us and gave us a flyby on Twitter a couple of minutes ago, or, or I am or something. So I did want to mention that Zcon is in its last nine days of uh, fundraising on Indiegogo, and they're two th three quarters of the way towards their goal with nine days left. They need uh, another $8,000 to make the goal of 26000 to make the movie Zcon. If you look at our Facebook page, you will see that we we heartily recommend and uh, think this is a very good cause for a number of reasons. Uh, a, it's an incredibly cool film. B, it's zombies. C, Mike Doherty is producing, directing, and writing it. And D, and perhaps that probably should have been A, the entire film is for charity. So whatever is not used to pay for expenses for the film goes directly to charity. So if you're uh, ready to drop down 5, 10, 15, 25, $100,000, Mike would be very happy if you would go to Indiegogo and uh, click on the old Contribute Now con contribution button there. And frankly, so would we. Because if he gets this film going, we've got a part in it, and I'm looking forward to that. I mean, who doesn't want to see a bunch of podcasters in a zombie movie? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> As in, sure, absolutely. <laughs> so that was that was my forty-five second pitch for Zcon, and uh, we'll be talking more with Mike once the Indiegogo uh, process is done and they've got uh, the money that they need to get going and have four little kids star in a zombie movie which is quite funny. What else is going on this week, guys? Rhode Island Comic Con. Rhode Island Comic Con is this weekend coming up. We will be there. And we will be there. Okay, I'd just like to say I am so excited for my next round of chibis. <laughs> <laughs> what kind will they be this time? Um, they will be mostly supernatural. Ah. Um, including two versions of Bobby, regular and wheelchair flavored. Now, this is this is not Supernatural, but the TV show Supernatural. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Rhiannon has done something really, really cool. She has done a Night Veil chibi. Oh! So, really? I know Zombrian is getting a little Cecil. Cecil! Cecil, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Good with names there, Kriana. Way to go. Uh, Almost as good as you, Dome. I only Mm -hmm. aspire to your greatness. Good luck with that. (laughs) Um, She's finished her little Fellowship of the Rings set. Oh, very cool. Uh Uh-huh. That's exciting. Also, uh, as a custom charm, I I got a legless legless. Legless, legless. Mm-hmm. And the wheelchair bob goes right with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It goes the ADA after us. Now. Indeed. And a couple. Oh, go ahead. And uh, we've got. Gosh, who else do we have coming? We have uh, Bilbo and Thorin that she said she did for for us, and um, I don't I don't even know. There's just so much awesome. There's so much awesome. I don't even know. A couple of new guests have been added to the show this week. Uh, C. Thomas Howell. Who is that? From Red Dawn, The Outsiders, and E.T.'s. Terrific actor. And also IDW announced that there are going to be three Rhode Island Comic Con exclusive comic books, which will include a brand new Samurai Jack and a brandier new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. And there's also a third one, which I believe, let me look it up real quick. Yes, it's a Powerpuff Girls. Yay. So that should be fun. Um, Some of the artists who will be there are very good, good friends of the show. Among them will be Sarah Richard, whom we love. We absolutely love her. And uh, Okay, don't. Enough. And if you downloaded the show on iTunes, it's going on. Right, right now. Now. Still go tomorrow. No, it, it'll, go it'll tomorrow. be over. It'll, it'll be over by the time the show goes up on iTunes on Saturday. No, it, it, the show is... it's on Sunday, too. It's on, it's on Sunday. Sunday. Oh, that's true. That's true. They can go tomorrow. You can still make it. There's time. That's, that's right. And if you have non-geeky people in your family, you can drop them off at the Providence Mall. <laughs> and it's humongous, and they'll probably get lost long enough for you to have some fun at the con. They'll be like, where were you? And you'll be like, what are you talking about? I was in Paxson the whole time. Next to the H&M, across from the Cineplex. <laughs> okay. We know way too much about that. I didn't know, I just assumed there was a Paxson. There's got to be one there. Also, there will be uh, Frankie Washington uh, to show Not off. Not in the H&M at the Rhode Island <laughs> He's Are actually, you sure? Uh, I mean, he might go. Planned, but. Talking about and, and having more pictures from Robot God Akamatsu, which... Uh, is RGA, a really, for those of you in the know, yo. For those of you who, yes, who are much cooler than me. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Peter Vinton Jr. will also be there, as will Tom Zotos. So join us and all of our friends there at Rhode Island Comic Con this weekend. Well, now you made it sound like the people we didn't mention aren't our friends. And all of our friends. I feel like I need another Snopes. Um, <laughs> a cursed mummy did not sink the Titanic. <laughs> Snopes says so. Oh, That's good to hey. know. There we go. Must be true. You're welcome. You're welcome, America. 
Yeah. Look, mommy did not sink <laughs> Just Titanic. doing my civic duty. Wow. Uh. Speaking of scary stuff, um, evidently there's going to be a Beetlejuice 2 movie. That's not scary. That's awesome. That's kind of awesome. As long but as the Tim awesome is Tim and what's his name are doing it will be okay. Can we just talk about how like Tim Burton's movies have kind of gone way downhill lately? They have. You are correct in that. Like I'm not okay. excited to hear he's doing stuff anymore and that makes me sad. It makes yeah. me sad too because, you know, the the Tim Burton and Johnny Depp collaboration kind of just ground itself into the sand. Yeah. It's Helen Bonham Carter's fault. It is not. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's the Yoko of the group. <laughs> I am totally kidding. But, I, I mean... I like her. Johnny Depp know. is the Yoko of the group. <laughs> He's got that well, hair. If, I think that's racist, but I'm not sure why. If you saw the Lone Ranger, you would have to agree with her, however. Oh, God. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. What an ugly <laughs> Wow. Film. But, you know, it. frankly, I don't know if you, you can make Beetlejuice without Tim Burton and Michael Keaton. And actually, both of them have signed on to it. As long well, as they're in, they'll go see it, at least. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely go see it, but I just hope to hell it has any of the spark of the original. It's got to be better than Mars Attacks. <laughs> Mars Attack had some very good moments. When the Martians were on. The Martians were good. <laughs> but it was almost like you could tell that that he that uh, Tim Burton was kind of like, okay, I finally get to do stuff with the Martians and the UFOs. This is cool. Those actor people, I don't want anything to do with them. But I'll do stuff with the Martians. <laughs> okay. I don't know who at Dudley228 is, but he's been retweeting way too many of our t- tweets. That's Jason Harris. Why is his Twitter <laughs> Dudley228? He's oh, been God. ratted out live on air, everyone. <laughs> okay, oh, I feel like I should actually go on Twitter now. I'm never, ever on Twitter, but I'm going to, I'm going to go on. Well, like, it's it's not just tonight, I've, like, literally been noticing this for, like, the past couple weeks, like, because I get emails when certain things happen, and I'm like, it's always the same guy. Who is this? Do we have a stalker? Yes. Yeah, we do. Yes. His name is Jason, we know where he lives. (laughs) Halloween. Um, he, he tweeted that books and booze. Mm Mm-hmm. Is, right. is, is that the store? Yes, that's the yeah, bookstore. Store. We'll be yeah. at Rhode Island Comic Con. That's adorable. Books and booze. <laughs> is its mascot a little friendly ghost? Oh, it would have to be. I could, yeah, we should. We should commission it. Absolutely, we this should. This is happening. I think I know who I wanted to do too. <laughs> books and booze. Oh. I totally just, thought you meant alcohol. <laughs> that's books and books. Well, that would work too. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, did you do that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> so, does anybody really care about this Batman Superman movie? No. There's a Batman just, Superman movie? There he is, and I mean. <laughs> There's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. Diana says that about virtually everything. Oh, really? There's a show called Smallville? 
hey, that was fine for me. I was a happier person. Before you knew that there was a show called Smallville, I know. I get that. Me too, for that matter. But, I mean, you know, Warner Brothers is trying so hard to do anything uh, to compete with the Marvel Universe right now. (laughs) Futile. It is. (laughs) And, Dead Redhead, did you see the Superman movie? No, I I, uh, heard about it from X, and X was in one of his angry moods, and... (laughs) Sorry. So... I heard the ending of it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see it. So, I mean, it's the third time they've told the same damn story exactly mm-hmm. the same way, mm-hmm. and they brought nothing new to the table except Superman gets angry. You won't like him when he's angry. Sounds a lot like DC. Superman <laughs> is Bruce Banner now? Much, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, he's not cool enough to be a science bro. Sorry, Clark Kent. Jump. Go back to journalism school. No, I mean... The best part of the Superman movie was Kevin Costner, and he died. (laughs) (laughs) The only way that would be better is if he died in, like, the first five minutes. Oh. Close ten ten minutes or so, I think. All right. Well, then, I'll give it to you. There you go. So, I mean, Is it you true know, that his part in Superman was completely made up of clips of him in Field of Dreams? Because that's what I gathered oh. from the previews. I'll say there was some to it. in a cornfield. Yeah. It was, it was uncomfortably close in many ways. It's basically the same movie. Field of Dreams Sorry. and Superman, yeah, The Men of Steel, pretty much. <laughs> if you build so, it, mean, they... Will fly over it with X-ray vision. Yes. I mean, seriously, I don't understand. They they they've had one good franchise, which is the Batman franchise. Which this last incarnation of it, I didn't much care for. The. Uh, why not doom? That would be why not right there. Um, I I'm not a fan of Nolan, and I am not. A, for me, it was the inconsistency of Bane's voice. He had, like, four different accents that he used throughout the movie. So it was like, well, are you German? Are you Pennsylvania Dutch? What are you doing? Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> could have been. Absolutely could have been. <laughs> but, I mean, that whole trilogy that, that Nolan did, I was just not pleased with in any way, shape, or form. No, First one Heath was Ledger's fair. Heath performance is the Joker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butt in with Heath Ledger's performance is the Joker was phenomenal. Man. Yes. But I put that I put that far more down to Heath Ledger's abilities as an actor than I do to Christopher Nolan as a director. If the best thing that you can say about a film about a, a trilogy of films is that there was this one guy and he was great. And but he was only in the first one. <laughs> well and that's he really died, but that's really what we're saying. That's the only memorable thing you can come up with over those that three-film trilogy. Well, that was the only one I saw. <laughs> okay, so I, I have a really important question. Eleven. Um, okay. I'm bringing this over to Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, oh, okay. Fitzsimmons, right? Yeah. Are they supposed to be brother and sister? No. It's no. two different people. So. 
Her last name is Fitz, and his last name is Simmons. Or it's the so other way around. They just them together. Right, I, I get that. But then, like, one of them's kind of British, and one of them's kind of Scottish sometimes? Yeah. yeah. He's, the, they're the they're not supposed to be related. Okay. They're supposed to be friends and work colleagues and work partners who are together so often and both so smart that they're basically interchangeable. Wait, it, it, Kriana brings up a good point. Heather, um, what Zambrari and I started to talk before the show about S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's not that I don't like it, it's I'm, I feel like I'm waiting for it to do something. You are. And you I don't know are. what. But it I feels think I like hyped it. Stumbled. I think we all hyped it, to be honest yep. with you. We kind of weed and squeed on the whole thing. It was premature weed and squealation. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, usually weed and squeeing is totally justified. We can't say that ever again. What it just sounds mean? so bad, guys. Well, you did it. You, you took it to its absurd, ridiculous Oh, level. yes, I, and I will continue to do so. I thought you just said we couldn't do that anymore. Oh, right. I mean, to be fair, it's not as shaky as Dollhouse was for me. No, no, no not at and all. And I still found Dollhouse, you know, enjoyable. Like, there were parts of Dollhouse I really loved. Yes. And there were parts and of it that were infinitely forgettable. Yes. Well, but with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm kind. it's kind of like... It's like Campbell's Chicken Noodle Soup. There's nothing that's bad about it. But it's there's nothing that me- that's memorable about it. Well, I think what's happening uh, is that with perhaps Firefly, uh, not Firefly, uh, uh, Dollhouse, Whedon decided to attack it, attack the idea of a, a television show differently. Plus the fact that he's working in the superhero genre right now, as opposed to just not the science fiction genre. And because of that, I think... He's really taking his time to build the characters, and we're not used to that. Also, Joss isn't doing it. It's his son, right? His brother. His brother. Brother, whatever. Same thing. He's, but Joss is involved. <laughs> yeah, he True. absolutely is. Well, in the, uh, in the same vein, though, um, what's-his-name, who played what's-his-name on Dollhouse, is on Supernatural <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, that was helpful. I know. Uh, the main guy... Holy shit, what's his name? I, Good old I haven't watched the FBI his... agent, the computer one. No, not the computer one. The, the... Nick from Grimm. <laughs> Hang on, I, I'm going to look this up. IMDB that before you actually try to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so while Kriana oh is Oh my god. Yes. What? <laughs> I was segueing and I was doing it well. While Kriyan is looking that up, I have some, a scary story to tell all of you. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so American Horror Story season three is going on right now. It's creepier than hell. Yep, it's awesome. It uh, Jessica Lang continues to be the best thing about that show. Yep, bar nothing. She's signed on for season four, but. Twist! Season 4 is her last season. Speaking of that, I missed 30 Rock. Okay. 
<laughs> um, it, I can't pronounce this guy's name. Um, but he played Paul Ballard in Dawson. Oh, wait, see, go ahead, go so, ahead, yeah, yes, go ahead, yeah, pronounce yeah. the name. No, no, <laughs> no. I want to hear her pronounce the <laughs> no, name. No, not even going to try, on, it's going to be super raw. <laughs> Come on, honey, oh, go for no. the name, let's hear it. Oh, you know, I get this shit all the time, let's get okay, the other Okay, 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 you only get this shit, though, after someone's already told you how to pronounce it. Okay, it's pronounced Smith, all the letters are silent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or something. He was also apparently on Battlestar Galactica, which I wouldn't know because I never watched it. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, you're always like, oh, that guy, but you never quite remember his name. And yes. then you look it up and you can't pronounce it. <laughs> it's probably why I can't remember it. And that, Yeah, I was going to say that's why you can't remember it. Anyway, um, he is playing... Well, he played... Um, an angel on Supernatural for oh. an episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he oh. was cool. Super cool. Supernatural this season, super fun so far. I haven't watched any of it this the season. The second yet. half of last season, awesome. Last super season awesome. was terrific. Well, yeah. the first part of last season struggled a little bit because it was the first post Kripke season. Mm. Um, but they really hit the stride in the in the second half with all the men of letters stuff and um Zombrian just block your ears for a sec um <laughs> Zombrian is in season five and she's watching these like super valiantly so i i keep continuously making fun of her for how much she made fun of me when i was watching them a couple years ago <laughs> so there meh so, for those of you who have never seen the television show Supernatural, you can't block careers now. Here's here's, can I here's what I would suggest. Now? Yeah, you can. Here's what I suggest <laughs> you do: buy wait till the end of this season, buy all nine seasons on DVD or Blu-ray, and sit there for an entire summer and don't stop. marathon it. Marathon the son of a bitch because that's what we did this summer. <laughs> or do what Zombrarian's doing and just start marathoning it now. Because <laughs> by the time you're done, this season will be over. <laughs> Eight freaking seasons in one summer. I really wanted to shoot myself at certain <laughs> points. <laughs> That's a lot. I mean, it Please, took me... I'm still not... Okay. I, I'm a little bit stalled out. <laughs> I'm stalled out on SG-1, guys. I, I think I have to say I'm stalled. I have gone through the first episode of season 10, and just, like, it was so bad. Um, just know it's... It got progressively worse and worse. Well, I got through season nine, and I was like, okay, I can deal with this, because they, they kicked Vala off halfway through the season, and they only brought her back at the very, very end. She annoys the fuck out of me. Um, <laughs> I just... I, I also don't really find that, that actress really attractive. I get why people do, but I'm just... She's just not for me. Just the nose just completely kills that. Oh, is that Claudia? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I intensely enjoy Ben Browder. Intensely. Well, yeah, he was a good Switch addition in there. Oh, my God. You know, when they brought him in, I was like, I am not going to love anyone as much as Jack. And then (laughs) it was okay. So, What was that show that he was on? Was it Farscape? Yeah. Yes. That had the Muppets in it, too? Yep. Claudia Black was on that show, too. I love that show. All right. Also, he's since been on Doctor Who, so 
he's clearly awesome. <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't tell that it was really broader on Doctor Who. Also, looked at the credits because he was just covered in makeup and uh, you know, latex appliances. No, he That's wasn't. True. Yeah, he was. Yes, he no, was. he wasn't. He had a beard. Ben Browder. Ben Browder was a sheriff in a town called Mercy. He was the big android. No, nope, he was the sheriff. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> And there endeth my hard cider. <laughs> Good news, I have orange soda and vodka. Good news, everyone. I have rum, I'll trade you. I will take so, that. I so Grim's that. back. Uh, yeah. Really? Does anyone care? Yeah, I, I do, actually. It was fun. I, I, I like it a lot. Any schnauzing doodles? There's always a schnauzing doodle. There's always a farfet new gun. <laughs> There's always at least two or three of them, actually. But at the same time, NBC has also brought Dracula, which I lasted for nine, count them, nine minutes. I did not make it to the first fucking commercial break. It was we so bad. 15. We we went longer, because I kept saying, it's got to get better than this. It's oh, I could tell five minutes in that I was screwed. And it kept getting worse instead worse of better. And worse and worse. That if it makes really it through bad. episode three, I will be amazed. It's it was just, so bad. It's got um, Von Helsing is now working with Dracula to take down corporations what? or something. In what? the eighteen hundred, oh. taking their, their corporate raiding in the eighteen hundreds. There were no corporations in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, evidently there were. Yep. Um, there were. Hush up, Zombrarian. <laughs> no one cares about actual historical fact right now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Antitrust laws and the entire, and like, part of the Civil War. Facts! History! (laughs) Knowledge! Not to mention, we're presenting Dracula as, even though he still is Count Dracula, he's like this guy from Texas. He's supposed to be this this Texan with all this money, and he's. Having lots of sex, um, which there's always that debate of whether vampires can have sex or not anyway. but There's a debate. Um, <laughs> there's clearly a debate. Really? Because I, I <laughs> think we sort of hit that one a couple times, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, evidently you do, yes. <laughs> well, well, it depends on who's writing it. That's the issue. Uh, who so, writes vampires who can't have sex? Seriously. Bram Stoker. Stoker, Exactly. He does not count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the originator. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, he does not count. Clearly okay. didn't know what the hell he was doing. Yeah. I mean, amateur. Really? He only wrote the one book, too. No, he actually wrote a couple others. but All Drac- Dracula, though? Not as famous, though. No. That's right. More Dracula books or, or just other unreal? No, they were. That's I what I'm were... saying is he only wrote one book in the Dracula series, so clearly. Yes. It wasn't a series, it was one book. It should have been a series, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes single books anymore? Horror writers? Well, like years ago. Came in with Camilla and, you know. <laughs> no, he should have known better. I'm just saying. Clearly should have known better. I will have you all know that while I was muted just now, there was a lot of flailing. (laughs) (laughs) So 
remember wrong. I I can't even be. I I I, I think Sunburn is apoplectic. I am. You guys have broken my brain. We're done. (laughs) Done. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So it wouldn't be Halloween without a horror writer. And with that in mind, we have actually got three with us tonight. Did we make it through the news section? Shut the front door. Not, not bad. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we did. Do we have any guests left? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are quiet. Guests yep. and told us booze. to be quiet. So we're, we're sitting here quietly waiting oh, our turn. Dome, you never introduced them. I most certainly did. Oh well, then he said he your did. then he said your name. Then you were allowed to talk. Oh. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott was talking. Well, I didn't say no with some little wrong commentary. Does, does that count? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they were actually writing their answers. That's what it was. Yeah. But as long as they weren't in the form of a question, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so. Anyway. From the New England Horror Writers Association, with whom we have had an ongoing relationship here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night for, gosh, a couple of years now, Uh, Tracy, Rob, and Scott join us to talk about their latest processes, their latest books, their latest programs, where they're going to be, what they're going to do, and what's in their mouths. (laughs) Wow. I shouldn't do that anymore. No. I I should have probably left that one at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, or before the beginning. (laughs) Could have, um, could have aborted that one with a coat hanger, okay? M&M's and rum. Yeah, I went there. Ouch. I like that. So, Tracy, welcome back. You've been on before. Yeah. And you've decided to come back anyway. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's been going on since the last time you were on the show? Uh, I've had a, a few books published this, this year. Um, some medical thrillers. I have a regular, two regular thrillers and a medical thriller I wrote, co-wrote with F. Paul Wilson called The Proteus Cure. Uh, but the one I wanted to highlight tonight is my horror short story collection, which is called The Collection and Other Dark Tales. Uh, I think there's 18 stories in it. Uh, most of them are the first time you're seeing them. I forget what the exact percentage is, but it was enough to, uh, you know, tried again into the Stoker Award for HWA. So I forget what the percentage is. I think maybe 40% are brand new. Um, And they range from, you know, subtle, classic horror, just really eerie to kind of funny to heartbreaking ghost stories. Oh, cool. uh, That's that's what I'm pushing now, and it's my my favorite piece right now. Why is it your favorite piece? Um, just because there's so many different kinds of things. I'm, you know, with novels, you really get used to your characters and you spend so much time with them. And, you know, when you rewrite and rewrite and rewrite, sometimes by the end of it, you, you don't want to ever see those characters again. <laughs> so with short stories, really, I mean, I'm at the point now I'm editing something and, like, if I ever have to see this woman's name again, um, and it's hard with novels sometimes, especially really long novels. But with short stories, I mean, they, each one of them, you know, is its own little world. And they're, they're such varied worlds. Like I said, there's some that are really, really creepy and others that are just sad and wonderful and redeeming. And I think all of them are kind of cautionary tales. I think every one of them really has some kind of lesson. So, <clears throat> so here, here's my burning question. Um, and, and this goes for all of you. I'd like you all to answer this. And it has nothing to do with actual writing. Well, a little bit. Um <coughs> What is your favorite classic horror novel? What's your favorite current horror novel? And what's your favorite horror movie? 
Excellent. Mm, I will say my scariest book I ever read, uh, well, I don't know about current, I don't know which current ones I've read. I'd have to really think about that one, but House of Leaves has always been my favorite scary novel uh, by, I don't know his first name, Danieluski, I think was his last name. Wonderful book, very thick, um, and it was jarring because every time they mentioned the word house, it was in blue font, and it just really makes you stop. It was just a, you know, somebody descending into madness. It was haunting, and that was my favorite book. Favorite, so I don't know if that counts as current or old. Uh, well, it was published in 2000, so I would say current-ish. That's current. It was, okay. if, if it's not in the public domain, it counts <clears throat> as current. Oh, okay. Uh I'll let somebody else go. I don't know about old ones. I'd have to give that one a, a thought. About movie. Serious old ones. Yeah, what's your favorite horror film? I've got a few, but I really like the classic ones. I think Rosemary's Baby is probably my, my favorite old horror film. Um, I like Burnt Offerings a lot, too. Good Those choice. My Good choice. All right. Yeah. Rob? Yes? How about you? What do you think? Um, how old are you going with the uh, the older horror? As old as you'd yeah. Um, uh, the first, it's not really that old, but the first one that springs to mind is Carrie, just because... Uh, Stephen King. Stephen King, yeah. Uh, well, uh, it sticks in my mind because um, I think I was eight when uh, they first put the movie on um, uh, Channel 38, and my mother advised me to watch it, and it was unedited. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she didn't know that it was... She didn't realize... She didn't realize it was unedited, so it opens in the girls' locker room in the shower scene, and I'm watching it saying, Mom? <laughs> Mom, this is the best movie ever. Awesome. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I had to read that one, and then that's pretty much stuck in my head now. I bet it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, for current stuff, I, I'm kind of on a uh, Scott Sigler kick right at the moment, so I, I kind of love Infected. Infected. Um, it, it, yeah, you looking it up? It's... Uh, yeah, I am. Kind of a sci-fi, sci-fi action horror. You'll never look at chicken scissors the same way again. Chicken uh, scissors? Is that what you said? You, chicken you know scissors. what? Though yeah. I just here's my problem with these like bio horror books. The biology yeah. is usually just terrible, and I just can't get past that. Yeah, well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I've heard Sigler in interviews. He actually has a stable of um, science guys, scientists, people smarter than him, that he calls constantly with questions, um, trying to base all of his stuff on what is actually possible in the near future. And he apparently annoys the hell out of him because it really doesn't stick. He writes the scene and then calls them back and asks them the same question again. Oh, and, that would drive me up a wall. Yeah, well, they're not the most patient people in the world, but they still, you know, they kind of like books, so they're helping him out. Well, you know what? Because they're like me, and ha- people getting it wrong drives them fucking crazy. Yeah. All right, so, so was Carrie your movie as well, then? Uh, no, actually, my favorite horror movie at the moment would... Um, oh, what the hell is it called? Uh, oh, let the, uh, let the Right One In. Oh. But the, ori- the original nice. Swedish version. Oh, the original what Swedish a version, sophisticated choice. Yes. Uh, God, I love that movie. And the yeah, I stumbled upon it by accident on Netflix, um, watched it, and was amazed. It was terrific. Yes, it uh, was. And then spent a bunch of time trying to get my friends to watch it, and they all thought I was crazy because the vampire is like a 12-year-old girl. Um, sorry. 
I, I agree that was you. really much better than the American version. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. That was better. very good. The book is really great, too. If you ever get a chance to read the novel, it takes straight from the movie, and then it takes a whole other twist. And you get, like, another 150 pages of this whole other thing that's going on. That I, I try to tell people, you have to read the book after you see the movie, because then was you'll it? love it even more. Wasn't the movie based on the book, not the other way around? Indeed. Yes, but if you the movie um, is like the first two-thirds of the book. So mm. if you read the book, you're going to be a little disappointed that stuff isn't in the movie. Yeah. That, that would, happens a if lot. If it's what I'm thinking yeah. of, it, that would be really hard to put in a movie. Exactly. There's a lot. It, the stuff at the end is It's so very cryptic. All right. All right. Well, now we have to read the book. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. There you go. In the original Swedish. <laughs> right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Subtitles. I'll get back to you on that. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Scott, you're up. Um, favorite horror novel, I'm going to say Sam's Lot by, uh, by Stephen King. For the, the first one that I ever read, it's typical straight horror that kind of got me into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite current horror novel? Uh, I'm going to stick with another King. It's not really hard, but uh, 11-22-63, it was friggin' brilliant. It's a great read. It's a great book. And as far as movies, I'm going to go with uh, Legend of Hell House. Ooh, there's a classic. That's a good classic. Yep. A good classic. There's another one that the book is great, too. Mm. I've, I've got the book. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I remember seeing the movie when I was a kid, and it just scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> so I would try to... I try to watch it at least once a year. It's really funny. The movie that still sticks with me is uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original. Mm. Yep, that was absolutely. not scary in no. any way, shape, or form. It it's absolutely not that scary, was. but it's wonderful. It's 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 a classic horror movie. In Night of the Living Dead anxiety is provoking. Yeah. It, it looks hokey now, but... Um, my time. father, my, yeah, my parents told me about going to see it in the theater when I was, like, one. Um, and the fact that uh, the protagonist dies in the end. Right. He, he said that was, it was kind spoilers. of okay, this, that, the other thing. And then, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so anybody, you can't have spoilers for Night of the Living Dead, no. If anybody, if anybody hasn't seen it in the past 40 <laughs> years, <laughs> then I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it for you. But yeah, the fact that the guy, they watched him through the whole movie and then he took a bullet in the head at the end. He said people were walking out of the theater shocked. I was, I was 16 when I saw it. And, uh, ugh, ugh. yeah, it's still. If you ever lived in that part of Pennsylvania, you can understand why what happened happened. But. Yeah, it, it's, um, it, it was a big deal that the protagonist was black, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, a huge Absolutely. Deal. Night of the Living Dead was actually my very first horror movie. Aww. It was the first one I ever saw. It's still my favorite. We watched it in my English class class in 8th grade. <laughs> oh my god. Your mom is overprotective. Wow. <laughs> uh, my favorite horror movie, I think, is The Omen. I really like that one. Yeah, the original. The original or the remake? <laughs> the original. They remade I mean, that. I mean, the second one. They remade yeah. that. Damien. You yes. went to see it in the theater. You were so excited. 
I, I don't remember. It must not have been good. Oh, boy. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the I original made a special really good trip that... up to school to come and see it with you. I don't remember. Anyway, well, that tells you about that movie. Yep. But Tracy, Tracy, you like the remake better? No. Oh, God, no. No, I was saying that I, <laughs> I just recently watched the original again. I hadn't, you know, it's like one of those I watch it once in a while, but I really like, but at the time, you know, I was a kid when Damien Omen 2 came out. I must have been about 12 years old or something. Um, and I, you know, I think Damien Omen 2, I don't even know if it was in theaters if it just went to TV. I don't remember, but I remember watching that, and I, that really scared me. Um, mm. You know, and then I saw the third one with, um, of course, I don't know his name, uh, Sam Neill. Oh, Neal. Sam Neill. Yeah, so I liked all three of those, although the only one I've ever rewatched has been uh, the first one. I haven't watched the other ones again. Yeah, I, I tried to watch the remake. No, I don't like any of the remakes. The only far. point in the remake's favor is that Mia Farrow plays the nanny. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and she was phenomenal. She's but phenomenal in everything. Yeah, she's to herself. Yeah. Alright, someone else can ask a question now. Mine was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. No pressure. <laughs> well, now now we need to move over to uh, Scott and have him talk about uh, Trailer Trash. Excellent. Uh, trailer Trash is my first novel. came out a few years ago from uh, Dark Heart Press. It's currently being offered by Greygate Media in their, their second edition of it. It's out for Kindle for the first time. It's been out for a little while. Uh, it's based on a short story that the very first short story I ever had uh, published in uh, The Darkest Thirst. And it's been out, God, uh, like in 97, 98. And the publisher at the time was to design image media, and they were looking for novels. And, well, they didn't take a look. So luckily, Dark Heart did. But it's the story of a teenage vampire hunter who gets turned into a movie star and then gets turned back into a vampire hunter. It's, it's not an epic read, but it is a fun read. And if I ever get motivated, I'll, uh, again, maybe I'll let the sequel to it. <laughs> that sounds like an interesting one. <laughs> it, 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 when, when I first wrote what the short story, it was based on a, a role-playing game me and my friends were doing. So naturally, I had to work into the short story. And, you know, like I told them all, there's always a no plus sometimes in the story. So then they wrote the novel, had to give them all bigger personalities and bigger parts, and I got to kill them again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than taking characters you like and getting to kill them again. Absolutely. If you're not torturing and killing and hurting your characters, you're not doing something right. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's coming up on the horizon for you? Uh, right now, we're putting the final touches on... Some anthologies I'm doing with uh, Chaosium Press called Once Upon Apocalypse Volumes 1 2. Uh, volume 1 is Zombies and Fairy Tales, and Volume 2 is The Lovecraftian Mythos and Fairy Tales. The, the first book we have Joe McKinney giving us a short story for it. The second one we have Don DeNassa featured in it. Um, we're, the Horror Riders are working on our second anthology called Wicked Seasons. It's due to drop at Anthrocon. And I've got a bunch of short stories that will someday come out. Oh, cool. <laughs> and you and Tracy are, are going to be at Anthocon as well? No, who's going to be at Anthocon? I've lost track of that. All three of us are going to be oh. there, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm going to have a different... I'm going to be at uh, Shadow Ridge Press Table this year, which is the 
publisher I'm using, also my boyfriend. Um, it works out well for you, then. <laughs> it does. It, it works out really well, because uh, he just does everything, and I just have to write, so it's nice. <laughs> it's pretty nice. So, um, and Rob, and I will be at the England Horror Writers Table. Rob will also be at uh, Geek Central this weekend in Cambridge. You can check out their website for more information on what the uh, event is. There's uh, role-playing and board games and cosplaying and that kind of thing. It's geekcentral.org. So, Rob, uh, talk to us a little bit about Death by Drive-In. Okay, Death by Drive-In. What's going on with that? All right. Uh, There's a little thing that goes on every year. Actually, this is the the third year. It's called the Coffin Hop. Um, It happens on Facebook. It's a whole bunch of horror writers get together and link their websites together for like a, a giant shop hop. And we have games and giveaways. And we got together last year and put together um, a book. It's an anthology that's based on um, B-horror movies. So there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of funny in there, too. Um, it has just been finished and just came out on Amazon, I think, last week. Um, and all the proceeds are going to... Uh, help litworld.org uh, it's a literacy charity that uh, helps promote world literacy so if you'd like kids around the world to read go buy that book <laughs> nice <laughs> so what exactly is, there are a number of short stories from all the people in uh, Coffin Hop uh, not from everyone in the Coffin Hop we had about a um, I think it was about 115 people actually taking part in the coffin hop last year um i think about 15 of us actually made it in um so it wasn't like if you were in the coffin hop you got in there was a little bit of quality control there and um i i want to say that we put together a good book but to be honest i haven't had time to read it yet it just came out last week my story though was fantastic (laughs) obviously um I can read you what they uh, are saying on on Amazon. Uh, Let me see. It's a collection of stories from uh, the ranks of Coffin Hop Online Horror Extravaganza. There's Brains from Space, Robot Squids Gone Wild, Radioactive Microwave Men, Monster Mash Massacres, Crotch Tentacles, Werewolf Love and Vengeful Gods, Hot Rod Hauntings, Alaskan Apocalypse, and Vampire Seduction. Wait a minute. Did I say Crotch Tentacles? Yeah, you did, actually. I'd buy it just for that. I think so. (laughs) I'd buy it just for that. It's officially Halloween, everyone. I have a tummy <laughs> <Yes>, ache. <laughs> in Haverhill, where Scott and I live, it's Halloween, but it's very anticlimactic because we have our trick-or-treating on Saturday. It's already gone by. So there's, it's just very quiet in Haverhill. It's just like a regular Thursday night. There's, uh, it doesn't feel like Halloween at all. I'm in Salem, yeah, Massachusetts. Well, We're locked down. Yeah, I bet you are. It's, it's, yeah, yeah I, I know. I had a hard time getting back into town after I went and saw my, my son off for trick-or-treating. I gave myself two hours just to get in from the next town over. And oh, it was it was close. I bet it was. Oh, I've been there, been there. Yeah. I mean, Zumbrian and I are just over in Revere, so we're actually pretty close to you. And ain't no way I'm going anywhere near Salem tonight. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of choice. I know, I know, but yeah. I, I feel for you who has to be there. Just so what's it? What's it like being a horror writer on Halloween? Do people expect you to be spooky? Have you had anything weird happen to you on Halloween? 
uh, tonight or just any Halloween? <laughs> any Halloween. Any Halloween. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go back a bunch of years. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to work at Mystery Hill slash America Stonehenge. Oh, so cool. on all the different, you know, pagan holidays and Wiccan holidays, we would have to patrol the site and make sure no one was up there holding ceremonies or doing anything funky. Yeah, you know, satanic rituals. <laughs> exactly. So we were up there one night. And we, 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 we were probably in, in high school, you know, near graduating. And we were chasing rogue people around the site. And they dashed off into a swamp. And after about a good five minutes of us, you know, standing on the trails and laughing because we had flashlights. They just stopped st- st- and went, you know, can we just come out and go home now, please? <laughs> So a bit of advice, if you're going to go, you know, trotting around the woods at midnight in robes, bring a flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) Or put some of that reflective tape on your robe, is that what you're saying? (laughs) That that would help too, unless you're being chased by a bunch of high schoolers. (laughs) Oh dear. There's nothing worse than that. Youths! Sorry. Get off the damn lawn. There, nobody has said that for a while. Well, that's because Illustrator X isn't here. (laughs) <laughs> Awkward so no more ghost stories from you guys come on you've got to have a few ghost stories am I the only one um, that actually happened on Halloween or, or right, involved in Halloween sure I've got one that has nothing to do with Halloween when I was a I'm kid good with that. That's okay. when I was a kid my sister had a cat and uh, cats, middle of the night, they meow, no big deal. Uh, there was one night she was going berserk out in the living room. I don't know why. Woke me up in the middle of the night. I opened my bedroom door, went out, told her to be quiet, went to use the bathroom, came back, looked at her right there in the middle of the living room, just sitting there staring at me with that whole cat, you know, screw you look on her face. <laughs> and, and I said, all right, enough. Knock off the noise. Went in, closed the bedroom door, went back to bed. She started going ballistic again. And I was going to ignore her, try to go to sleep, couldn't do it. Got up, flipped the light on, and she's walking toward me from the closed door. Okay. Now, yeah, I, I looked at her as I closed the door, and she was outside the room, and now she's inside the room. And then I was outside the room and banging on my parents' door. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Asking... Yeah, asking someone, please, can you get the damn cat out of my room? Um, uh, so that's about as close as I can get. Tracy? Story. Uh, nothing really scary. When I was little, I, I was uh, my dad's house in Western New York, and my sister and I came in the house. So it started to rain out, and we were just in the living room, and a, a woman walked by us with all these heavy clothes on, like winter clothes, even though it was summertime. And she just stopped and looked at us and then just kept walking and went through the wall. And I looked at my oh. sister, and I was like, did you see that? She said, yeah. So, you know, my stepmom was taking a nap, so I asked her about it, and she said, just very matter-of-factly, oh, yeah, there was uh, those two sisters that used to own this place, and they, uh, you know, they never married. They were just old-maid sisters, and, um, you know, they died. So it was probably just one of them. And that was pretty much the end of it, but I thought it was really neat. So 
Nobody yes. seemed frightened by it. I wasn't frightened. But I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably one of those sisters. And she had never seen them, but it just seemed to make sense to her. So wasn't a scary cat, but it was kind of cool for a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> Rename it Pixel. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Just do Trace. it. Don't ask questions. Don't ask. Just do it. Tracy sees a woman walk through her wall and she's fine with it. I just have a cat and I'm in a panic and calling for my dad, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm so designed to write horror. It's Halloween night here. We've been talking with three writers from the New England Horror Writers Association Tracy Carboni, Rob Smales, and Scott Gottsward. Uh, thanks, guys, for being on the show tonight and being able to talk about your work a little bit. All right, well, thanks, thanks for having us. Okay. Kriana. All right. Stuff is happening. Look at that. <laughs> I wasn't reading the Tweety. Hey. <laughs> How many times have you been told not to tweet and podcast at the same time? It's dangerous. I know. I'm sorry. But What's on the show? I blame up? Jason. Well, you should blame Jason. That's right. Okay. You should. Coming up next week, we talk with Bex Fine about the intersection of fashion and fandom. On the 16th, we have legendary designer Tommy Zotos. November 23rd, we talk with George O'Connor, and he'll announce when 664, The Neighbor of the Beast, will be getting its third season with special guest Griffin S. On the 30th, we're talking with J.S. Morin, who's going to introduce the final chapter of the Twinborn Trilogy. And on December 7th, author, composer, and all-around awesome guy... Rob Watts. Dead redhead. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, and Comic Art Comic Wow. Visit ComicArthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music is provided by the traffic lights. Pick up their CD Hold the Folk at RobWattsOnline.com. Dome. See, I get it wrong every week in different places. Really? You're, so you're really you having your, trouble. Mm-hmm. Place your bets of where I'm gonna, my mouth is going to have problems. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Wow. On that note. Thank you. That well. <laughs> yeah, tune in again next week for What's in My Mouth. <laughs> From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and our grammar woman the sombrarian thank you so much you're welcome or something she's muted again isn't <laughs> she she? Is totally I, I am <laughs> <laughs> I fixed it <laughs> from the four color vault of comics thank you so much dead redhead and happy Halloween everyone once again even you though stay, it's belated you stay safe. okay wait dear. a minute public service announcement it's not pronounced Sam Hain. It's Sowen. Okay, public service announcement. Never say that. This is Dome saying genie shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. <laughs>